or by accident, you have found the second episode of the Arachnacast of Justice, a New England Comics Tick fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and be aware, there are 30-year-old spoilers in this episode. Arachnacast of Justice has Google Plus and Facebook pages. You can leave feedback there if you're so inclined. On Twitter, you can tweet Teal, T-E-A-L, Productions. The website, bigtimenoise.com slash the tick. And the email address is arachnacastofjustice at gmail.com. And arachna is A-R-A-C-N-A, cast. The tick number one from New England Comics, dated March 1988, is what I'm looking at as I speak. We see the front cover with the tick his Justice Finder Viewmaster hanging from his neck, a cheesy grin, and lopsided antennae are trademarks. He's in an insane asylum, sitting on the floor leaning up against a padded wall, thinking he is bored. I've only been here two months, and I'm already bored. Not unnece- No unnecessary sedation, no electroshock therapy, not even an elevator music. This place has become confining somehow. I feel restrained. He's in a straitjacket, folks. And yet, I sense my destiny is at hand. Things are changing and a brilliant idea has come to me. I will leave this place. That's all on the very first page, which is a full-page, single panel of the tick. Uh, Keep in mind, this is in black and white, which, uh, as I get older, I'm learning that I prefer my comics that way. Black and white. The next one, two pages are each full-page spreads as the Tick decides that his calling is jumping around the city from rooftop to rooftop as this city's superhero. We also find out a little bit about the man. At one point, he thought his destiny was to be the Emperor of Greenland. And then he thought he was destined to build a Polynesian longship in his garage. But no. Being a superhero is his true destiny. Hopping around, he finds that this next jump, he did not have the momentum he needed to carry himself to the next building, and instead is doing a nosedive towards the street. Bouncing off buildings along the way, he lands on a jutting portion of a building. Picks up his secret crime Viewfinder and starts clicking through the pictures. Now, it is a Viewmaster. I remember growing up, I had a Viewmaster. Not one like this. Mine was actually battery-powered, and it powered the light. This one is the one, the, the version that the Tick has that you have to hold up to a source of light. Smaller, uh, cheaper Viewmaster. I had the Deluxe Edition Viewmaster, and a lot of the viewing discs to go along with it, too, I may say. But he is looking for crime, and instead he sees dinosaurs. And as he's sitting here going through the pictures of his Viewmaster, the ledge that he is sitting on starts to crumble until finally he falls through into the story that this is the ceiling for, 
to fall amidst a group of ninja who are torturing an old man tied to a chair. The ninjas suddenly attack him, and the tick tells us, Ninjas, I hate ninjas. And so they're hacking and slicing and, and all to no avail because, as the tick oft tells us, he is nigh invulnerable. The gentleman tied up in the chair asks for help, but the tick says he cannot stop because crime is afoot. And he jumps through the window, breaking through it in various aspects of tick shape. An elbow to one side, the head above. He jumps out and he plummets again to the ground as he does not have the momentum to carry him anywhere. And he sees below him a flagpole and decides that he'll bounce off of that and somersault to safety. But his weight and his speed is too much and as he plummets, he catches the flagpole beneath an arm and shears it off. For the remaining many pages and many, many panels of the story, the flagpole continues to vibrate, giving us the whoop, 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 whoop of the flagpole, the end of the flagpole bouncing up and down. Right? You can envision that. Whoop, 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 whoop. As he plummets, as he falls to the ground, settles waist deep, screaming in pain because... It may not damage him, but things still hurt. He still has pain receptors, even though he's nigh invulnerable. He scares a bum in the stoop in front of which he lands in the street. And the bum asks him, what the hell are you? The tick looks over his shoulder and says, huh? And the guy repeats, what the hell are you? And holding the flagpole still, going how? Yes, you are correct. Wub, 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 wub. He strikes a heroic pose and says, I'm a superhero. The guy says, oh, no, a superhero. Well, I guess you would have to be after living through a fall like that. You're invulnerable, eh? Tick says, no. And in that panel, the camera is up over his chin and up to his stony countenance and we see above ninjas are falling having jumped out after him from the window through which he just crashed and in far in the distance we see this odd character flying it looks kind of like a moth no he says I am nigh invulnerable and the bum says nigh what the hell is nigh and our plummeting ninjas are chanting a mantra to themselves. I am ninja. I am invincible. And the second one says, me too, me too. As they're plummeting down to the street to continue their attack on the tick who interrupted them previously. The bum continues his conversation with the tick, says, if you're a superhero, then why are you not out saving the world? And he looks down at the man and he says, I, I don't know. I think I'm trying to develop my character. And we see one ninja, and then the second ninja crash to the ground in a rutch, and then a splud, as they're just normal men that have plummeted dozens of feet onto pavement. 
So uh, the ninja were not invincible, despite how much they felt they were or hoped they could be, perhaps. Next, the bum calls the tick a roach, and he is insulted. He says, I'm not a roach. I'm a tick. And he picks the man up. And all of these panels where we see the tick, we either see the flagpole or we see the sound it's making whoop, 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 as it continues to bounce, having been sheared off previously as the tick fell, hoping it would stop his fall. The conversation with the bum doesn't end very well. As it comes to an end, the other ninja have descended the stairwell, figuring that it was the better way to get down to the street below. Three, in fact, oh no, pardon me, four, attack the tick all at once and leap at him as a group, only to overshoot and smash into the building behind him. Leaving this scene... The tick tosses the bum over his shoulder, deciding, maybe I should get one of those secret identities. I wish I could find some crime to fight. Cut. Next scene. We see the tick sitting in a diner, and the panel is a la Edward Hopper's Nighthawks, which is a very famous painting of several people sitting inside a, inside a diner. The perspective is from someone outside of the diner. You can see the corner where the diner cuts. Um, I don't know if I'm describing it well enough, but look up Edward Hopper and Nighthawks with an S. That That's what this is an homage to. The tick is the person nearest the corner, the last at the uh, counter of the diner. And there's a rather 30s, 40s-ish looking gentleman dressed in the suit with the hat and a woman sitting next to him and then, of course, the soda jerk working behind the counter. And the um, worker at the bar, actually, now that I look at the panel, the diner is called Hoppers, so it, it is a direct homage to that. Uh, the soda jerk looks at the tick and says, what are you, some kind of weirdo? He responds, no. I'm a tick. A what? I'm a tick. You're a bug? A tick. And then the other gentleman says, you ain't no tick. Ticks are arachnids. They got eight legs. You haven't got eight legs. Tick says, what are you, an expert? Uh, Do you suck blood? What? Ticks suck blood. Do you suck blood? Uh, Yeah, I, I suck blood all the time. I don't believe you. I've got a straw right here, pal. You want a demonstration? And we we go back and forth here with the various patrons of the the uh, bar, the soda jerk, and the gentleman, the lady. Um, the lady really doesn't end up chiming in at any point. She's just there for uh, eye candy, I would assume. Well, no, she's there because uh, there's a female in Hopper's painting here. So the discussion uh, proceeds. Tick with his straw keeps sucking air to demonstrate that he's a tick until finally he uh, passes out from lack of oxygen because he's breathing through the straw. He wakes up, but he says along the way, uh, blacked out again, which tells us that this happens to the tick. Now here, it was because he was breathing through the straw, but apparently he has a history of blacking out. I'm not sure that bodes well for our hero. 
He looks around and says, man, it sure is dark in here. But wait, there's a light. Oh, I must be in a whale. I, I don't know how you get from one to the other. And then having heard that, someone from outside standing on the ledge waiting for the subway train as the tick is in a subway tunnel. Here's the tick and bends over and peers through and says, oh, no, there's someone in the tunnel. I only have seconds. Too many people here. I won't be able to change into my costume. I can't risk revealing my secret identity. But I've got to help the helpless right wrongs and stand for truth, justice in the American way. Damn, I should write this stuff down. Got to use my very quick speed to move faster than the eye can follow. Hup, away! As Clark Oppenheimer jumps down onto the tracks and proceeds into the tunnel to rescue this poor individual that is uh, there for whatever reason. There's a confrontation between he and the tick. He is going to save the tick, and the tick says, No, I do not need saving, and besides, I'm in a whale. What is there to save me from? He assumes that Clark is a giant enzyme there to digest him, because he's in the belly of a whale, after all. But before Clark or the tick can really accomplish anything, the train does arrive, strikes them both, and the full page there there is a full page panel of the both gentlemen being struck and then the next page is a full page panel of the ensuing summer saltiness of both as they are both invulnerable and so cannot be hurt uh, cannot be damaged but can be hurt they feel the pain till finally they cartwheel out of the tunnel thrown in the air and come crashing down outside the tick looks around and says, hey, wait a minute, that was a subway back there? And Oppenheimer says, so you're invulnerable too, huh? I'm nigh invulnerable, the tick responds. Yeah, too bad, says Oppenheimer. And he looks and sees that he is late for work. He's got to get to work. He and Tick have a discussion about secret identities. And this is where he tells him, listen to me very carefully. I'm Clark Oppenheimer, mild manner reporter. Got that? Tick says, you don't look like a reporter to me, Clark. And Oppenheimer runs to work. Because Perry is going to be upset if he's late. And that is the end of issue one. Now in the second printing, uh, which I do have, it's not what I'm using as I sit here, but I do have the second printing. It's the yellow cover. Uh, I believe that's the second printing. We have a How to Draw the Tick by Ben Edlund, right? Two pages. And then we have another two or three pages that are the initial appearances from the New England Comics appearances of the tick, which is what I spoke about last episode. And then there, there – I don't remember because I haven't dug mine out to look. There might have been two pinups. There's definitely one I remember that was a large pinup that had multiple characters on it who we've already uh, seen. Some, Clark uh, Oppenheimer, the, uh, there's a gentleman here that's going to be called the Chainsaw Vigilante. Several ninjas. Arthur is on here, the bum that Tick was talking to outside the building. Uh, Oedipus is here, who we'll run into later. Uh, the Sin... Churian, I believe his name was, and several of the characters that I recognize, but I don't recall the name of off the top of my head. Full page, full page panel there.
And uh, that's the tick for this show. Issue one of his ongoing that will go 12 issues, and then many, many years later we'll receive a 13th issue to kind of wrap things up. Either way, next time out, we'll be talking about tick issue two, cover dated September 1988. Hopefully, I will talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Arachnicast of Justice is a Teal production, and as such is created and distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 Unported License.